Hey everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the No Wellness Wankery Podcast. I'm Lindy Cohen, dietitian nutritionist, and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, Jenna Peace. Hello. Yes, my name is Jenna Peace. I love chatting with you guys each week about all the wellness and the wankery in the world where there is a lot, and we are getting so to the much. time of year where it it cranks up to a different it level. Does crank up? Okay, so well, we have holiday season, so. You know, Christmas, and for me, it's Hanukkah. Uh, there's other other holidays happening as well, um, and so what we end up getting is a lot of pressure around healthy eating over the holidays. But at the same time, a million functions, a million functions. So every weekend, you might have like three different things on each day, which means lots of eating, which means lots of stressing out if you're still in that dieting world. So, and a more stressful January. And a more stressful, yes, isn't it? It's stressful. It rolls into it. It rolls into January, which is when you get fever pitch of the New Year's resolutions and all that bullshit. So let's try and see if we can sidestep all of it and help you have a healthy, relaxed, intuitive, good holiday season. This is what we need. So it's basically like if someone has lots of events coming up, what type of things should they be thinking about? Okay, cool. So. I think if you read any kind of health magazine or any health tips, and actually when I started my career, I definitely was one of those dietitians who would answer these. And there'd be, there'd be questions like the journalist would come to me and be like, Lindy, I want to try to find the, the best Christmas puddings under 100 calories. Yes, under 100 <laughs> calories, the magic number that's going to change your life. <laughs> Why is it always 100 calories? <laughs> Who chose that number? Um, or, you know, how to cut calories from your Christmas lunch. And I used to, you know, with with good intentions, it's like a fresh off the boat kind of um, dietitian try and give like these tips about, you know, salad dressings and all that kind of nonsense. And I'm kind of now of the opinion that a lot of that nutrition advice that you're going to read in those those magazines is just dieting and disordered advice. That's kind of like what we need to understand is that fundamentally you only have Christmas pudding once a year. So just eat the one that's delicious, not the one that's 100 calories. Make it tasty, make it enjoyable. Feel relaxed around these holidays and not feeling like you need to try and have too much of a game plan around trying to control calories and how much you, you know, restricting basically. Yeah. Because I think that can be very counterintuitive. So boycotting a little bit of those healthy eating articles. But at the same time, if we do just eat all the time, anytime. You're not going to feel good. You're not going to feel good. So at the same time, we can tell you to do intuitive eating, but also I want you to end up in the holidays. I want you to feel good. Something I need you to know is this, that this is actually just a short period of your life, this holiday period. It might be, you know, a couple of weeks in the exact same way that having kale for a week isn't going to transform your health. A couple of weeks of silly eating isn't going to destroy your health. And I think there are a few things that we can be doing that are going to be helping us feel good. So we're not feeling like we get to the end of the holiday and then the New Year's resolutions kick in and we feel like a diet seems like a really great idea when we're feeling so bad about ourselves. So let's talk about some things that we can actually do. Firstly, intuitive eating is the best thing to be doing around the holidays because normally when we're in our usual routine, we've quite set meal times, you know, like mm-hmm. work like this is generally when I have breakfast and this is when I have lunch. And we can get quite set in that routine. When we're on holidays, this is the time where we need to be a lot more relaxed and what we should be doing all the time and just trying to eat when we do actually get hungry. So let's say you went out over the weekend, you're like, I actually ate quite a bit. Wake up the next day and instead of being like, okay, well, this is what I normally have, 
really just try and tune and be like, when am I going to get hungry? If I ate more yesterday, some people feel like they're hungrier the next day and some people are less hungry. What's true for you? So using it as a real opportunity to let go of meal times and eat when you need to eat, because sometimes, you know, let's say you have a brunch and then you have a big like afternoon tea. You might find that actually don't need other meals apart from that because I, I got to those parties and I ate what I wanted and I was actually still full. So by the time I got to dinner, I was like, I'm actually hungry for dinner. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it's different from when you're dieting. You're like, Just save calories for that <laughs> night. Yes. This is different. This is like, oh, I'm not hungry and I know that I can eat when I want, but I, I'm just – either going to have just like maybe a piece of fruit and yogurt, but then I'm, I feel like quite fine. and I don't need to eat something. So that's different. And you're allowed to do that because that is part of intuitive eating. And I suppose, is it also leaning into like, it is the holidays and you have more time off and more time to check in with yourself. So maybe it's about moving your body more. It's absolutely about moving your body more. Um, especially if you're living in this um, Southern hemisphere where it, this, the weather supposedly is meant to be nice. Yeah. Um, and you can hopefully be getting outdoors and doing things that make your body feel good. I feel like exercise is that one thing that you know, we talked about it in, in another episode where we talked about what to do when you hate your body. And one of those very important things for your energy, for sleeping well, for liking yourself is moving your body unrelated to how much you weigh or what you should be doing. This is just something that I want us to be doing every single day to get to the point where we're doing every single day. Um, I think, you know, we have these rules, like I should be exercising three times a week and four times a week. And, and, uh, you know, I don't want it to feel like extreme where I'm saying you should exercise every day. What I'm saying is you should be living actively. Yeah. You should, it, it shouldn't be extreme that we should be moving our bodies every day. Like we are living things that yeah. should be moving. Yeah. Like diet culture is like, Hey, there's, there's, there's exercise and then there's not moving your body. No, there is a, there is like this middle in between ground where you're like, actually want to get outside for a little bit and take my, take my dog for a walk. or I want to like walk down to the shops or whatever it is. So thinking about ways, especially as the days get longer in the Southern hemisphere, finding ways that you can move your body more. If you are in a colder climate this time of year, when it's, when it's when it's hot in Australia, um, it does get a little bit trickier to find ways to move your body. But because you aren't having stringent times around, you know, have to work at certain times, you can do those, you know, exercising when the light is, when it's still light and when it's not bitterly cold at night. And I suppose another big thing in the holiday season is the labelling of foods, good and bad, and then the cravings that come and the shame that comes from foods that you've said aren't good for you. Yes. And I think that is, that is a bit of a problematic place to be in because there's so much talk around that. You know, you know, Auntie Jenny might be like, oh, I really going to have to go to the gym on Monday after I eat this meal. There's going to be those little food comments. Oh, I shouldn't be eating this food. It's really naughty of me to be having this. That's just not, that's not the case. What we want to be doing instead of, so you turn up to a meal and then you, so let's say you've got a lunch or something. You go to the lunch and you go, am I hungry? Now you check in with your hunger, you see what's available and you eat to try and eat according to your hunger, as opposed to whether or not you think something's good or bad. You're going to have a mix of foods that are healthier and less healthy. I can't lie to you and be like, no, all food is as healthy as, as each other. It's all morally neutral, but some food is healthier than each other. But labeling it as good or bad isn't going to be helpful. And then giving yourself a guilt trip if you like have cake and then you have ice cream and and then lying in bed at night and beating yourself up and saying tomorrow is going to be better. All that's going to do, especially if you've got functions all the next, you know, the following few weeks, that's not going to be helpful for you at all. Do you think it's a good place to start about 
thinking about all the things you can add into your diet over the holiday season as opposed to the things you need to avoid, not have, take away. Absolutely. So, I mean, fiber. <laughs> fiber is not a food, but it's in many foods. And by the way, fiber is in many foods that are carbohydrates. So a lot of these low-carb diets, they take, they totally devoid you of any fiber. I'm a big fan of fiber. So we need carbohydrates because we need fiber in our diets. So I think that's a really nice idea. I think when, let's say you're going out and you're having, you know, your functions and then the next day you're like, hey, what's going to make me feel good today? What's going to help my bowels to actually move so that I don't feel bloated and gross? Um, And fiber is going to be your friend here. So when it comes to those meals, it's also like sometimes when you're picking something from a menu, instead of thinking, what should I eat? And then the second thought you could have on the intuitive eating journey is what would I like to eat? The next level above that is what would I like to eat and what would make me feel good? Yes. Taking those two thoughts into consideration so that the the, the end result is something that's going to not only satisfy and fulfill you, hunger and emotionally, but it's going to also leave you feeling good, feeling feeling like energetic in your best self. So rather than thinking, okay, well, I can't have too many calories tomorrow because I ate too much today, thinking about, well, which foods are going to make me feel really good tomorrow? For me, that is in summer here over the holidays. It's it's fruit. I like that at the moment. I'm really having um, frozen raspberries in plain Greek yogurt with some like seeds or nuts or something. I love that. I'm really, really enjoying that. Um, so just finding those yummy snacks and feel really good for you. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying having a, papa- a papaya with passion fruit in it. Like, oh, Ooh. it's so good. It's so amazing. So rather than getting excited, getting sad about all the foods you shouldn't be having, try getting excited about all the foods that you can be having. I like to fill my fridge with foods that feel like great for the season and feel fresh. And in summer, it's so easy to be doing that. What about you? So I, because we have Hanukkah, which this year, if you don't know, Hanukkah is like, I'm Jewish. So it falls, it's a lunar thing. So oh. every year it's a bit different. It's not like it's the 25th of December. Okay, it's a different day. Every year it's going to be different, but this year it does fall over Christmas. Um, so for us, we have eight days of Hanukkah. It's not a big deal, but um, there's just stuff we do. But we don't actually have, I don't have Christmas lunch. I don't have a Christmas tree in my house. We don't do Christmas things. So can I ask you as someone who does have Christmas, what is, what do you think, what would you say to someone who wants to have a healthy Christmas? A healthy Christmas. I would say big things that can help is making sure I'm drinking enough water mm. the whole time because, again, the water and the fibre, they just stop you feeling good when you're not having them. They do. I think the biggest thing to go through Christmas is just the knowing you're allowed all of the foods. It's not that you're only allowed it on this one day of the year, so therefore you must eat as much as humanly possible because then you're going to start all again tomorrow and then you feel terrible. Yeah, I've screwed it up. I may as well just like – May as well just keep going. It's like at the end of the day, if you want to make Christmas pudding in April because you really feel like (laughs) Christmas pudding, you're allowed to do that. So therefore on the 25th of December – 25th, 24th? 25th. I never know. On the 25th of December, you don't need to eat a whole Christmas pudding because it's allowed any day of the year. Yes. So I think it's just that permission of knowing you can eat all these foods whenever, you can do all these things, and also you don't need to be pressured into eating by anybody. Mm. What do you mean by that? Like I think sometimes if you go somewhere and – You've got a lunch and then you go to the dinner and someone's like, but I made this cake and I made this and you Mm. have to try it and you have to eat it. You don't have to do that. 
they're allowed to feel uncomfortable with the fact that you're not eating. So you don't need Correct. to make your body uncomfortable so someone else can avoid feeling discomfort. Yes, you're allowed you could, to prioritize yourself. Correct. You can say, I'd love to try some. I'll take some home and I'll have it tomorrow. Yeah. There is, or oh, I just don't feel like it. Yeah. That's not my thing. If you do feel like it, go for it. But you don't need to be pressured to eat by people. Mm. You don't need to overeat because you think it's never going to be given to you again. Mm-hmm. And you need to make sure you're keeping drinking some water. So with the with the alcohol thing, I think it's a biggie. Something that I that worked for me was, you know, when you arrive at an event and someone offers you a drink straight away, I'd say no at that opportunity, just so I can kind of settle in a little bit. And, yeah. And just like, and then when everyone's kind of on their second drink, that's when I kind of chimed in with my first drink. I know that sounds weird, but for me, it was like I felt so much better. I drank so much less. It felt so easy for me to drink less. So for me, drinking alcohol boosts my anxiety. So if you're kind of going, well, it's been a few weeks of holiday eating, is it the eating or is it the depressive alcohol that you're having on top of it, plus the fact that you're not moving your body and all these things that actually help you feel good? Because alcohol is a huge one um, that, you know, I don't want to encourage us to be getting to this perspective where it's like all or nothing and we go through like a week of a month of never having alcohol and then we binge drink it again but can we have a healthier relationship with it where you know you can have as much as you need to feel good but we're not getting to the point where we're like devastated the next day because we we drank way too much again correct and you're right it adds to the anxiety around everything Mm -hmm. around food around your body it adds to everything and even if it's just like sometimes I find I'm like the opposite. It's easier to say yes for the first drink and then yes for the second drink. And then by the third drink, everyone's forgotten about you. So then you can just so easily not pour yourself another one. You know what I mean? It's like that heat's on you right at the start and then two drinks in, no one cares about anyone else anymore. See, I feel like two drinks in, I'm like tipsy and I'm like, oh, of course I want another drink. Oh, yes. Well, that is the problem. Whereas I'm like, eh, I'm over it now. Okay, good. Okay, so I guess what we're saying is this is about experimentation. And and what works for you. And finding what works for you. So you're going to have to play around and instead of just going to the guidebook about how to be healthy over the holidays, like are you the kind of person who who it's better when you don't have breakfast because you're not hungry or are you someone who's like having breakfast sets you up, you get the fiber for the day and that's what works for you. I don't know what it is for you. So why don't you play around? And, and and any some clues that this eating isn't working for you. So if you feel sluggish, if you're hating on your body, if you're feeling like blah, if you are sleeping terribly, if you feel bloated and gross all the time, these are some clues that you're not like living the best life that you should be living. Um, what we can be doing is trying to tune into your hunger, trying to crowd in more of those healthy foods, creating like an environment in your house where like you've got the foods that you want to be eating, knowing when you go to a party, you can have whatever you have, becoming really mindful of alcohol and not because of the calories in alcohol. Just because of how it makes you feel. Exactly. How it makes you feel. Knowing you can have dessert, knowing you can have it now, you can have it tomorrow, you can have it in April, you can have it whenever you need to have it. That the holiday season is just a temporary time in your life. It's not going to destroy your health. You're allowed to relax around food. And I will say something about this is, I I know some people don't have this experience, but if you've ever gone away on holiday and you've truly relaxed around food, You've truly just eaten whenever you wanted. You haven't at the back of your mind been thinking, oh, I just need to like try to lose weight. If you've truly relaxed, I come back from holiday and I crave home cooked food. I crave more movement. I crave lightness and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like the holiday period, if you allow it to be a relaxed, intuitive time, you can also get to the point where it comes to like, you know, your post Christmas and you go, 
I don't even want this. I, I want to yeah, yeah. move more and, and, and eat more home-cooked food and it doesn't have to feel like a New Year's resolution where you have to like throw yourself it's into – It's just you getting back into normal life. Yeah, and what you'll find is once you, as soon as you return to normal eating, it's in your body's interest for you to be healthy. It's in your body's interest for you to weigh the same. Your body really does want to keep you the same weight. And so it has a whole bunch of metabolic processes that it does to adjust. So when you're eating more calories at a certain period, as long as it feels like a temporary period for your body, your body's like, well, we'll just speed up our metabolism to deal with this. So remembering you have that protective mechanism in your body. So if it's just a few weeks of eating more calories, your body's like, I got this, we can do it, deal with this. And all you need to do instead of backflipping into the diet chaos is just to go back to eating normally. Go yes, back to ride eating the wave. when you feel like it, crowding more of those healthy foods. So you feel good. I think the biggest takeaway is this is whatever you do over the holidays, if it's spending time with your family or your friends or just relaxing with your by yourself, whatever you choose to do, it can be a really nice time of the year. It doesn't need to be a time of the year that is controlled by food. There is a lot of stresses already going on with Christmas and holidays and presents and making people happy. You don't need to add to that fuel yep. by stress about food that doesn't need to be there. My wish for you is that this is the year you finally stop dieting for good, that you never have to get to a New Year's resolution and be like, I have to try and lose weight. You deserve a life where you're not controlled by food or how much you weigh. Um, And also, if you want some help in doing that, I have my F. F diets challenge, um, which I'm running at the moment. It's just a 30 day free challenge that you can do that. I'll give you guidance to help you stop dieting so that when it comes to the holidays, when it comes to new years, you're not getting trapped into yet another diet. I had this client once who was like, she's trying to come up with her new year's resolutions. And she was like, okay, I want to know what, what I, maybe I cut out this food or maybe I stopped doing this. And her husband said to her, what if this is the first year that you don't weigh yourself? What if this is the year that you stop dieting? And it was like a light bulb moment for her. She was like, oh my goodness, imagine, imagine, imagine. if I did. Um, and then several years later, you know, we're in communication and she's telling me how much her life is so much better as a result of that resolution, which is a much healthier resolution. Um, also just a quick little shout out that my book is coming out in on Jan 10th. Um, it's called your weight is not the problem. And it's all about the psychology of eating. If you like this podcast, if you've ever liked a single word that's come out of my, my mouth, you will love it. You really are going to love it. I worked really hard on this. It's got lots of beautiful stories in it and also really tangible, great strategies that I think you can start implementing straight away without getting sucked into the diet bullshit. Hey guys, please sign up to the F Diets Challenge. You can find that on my website. Um, I hope you have a delicious, delicious happy holidays, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or nothing at all. Whatever you're doing, enjoy your little break if you get one. Hey, I've got a question for you. Does binge eating feel like your dirty secret? And are you sick of trying to be good, but falling off the bandwagon and losing control around food? If so, I can help. Binge Free Academy teaches you how to beat binge eating and feel in control around food giving you doable evidence-based strategies. You'll get lifetime access to 30 practical step-by-step video lessons, 12 group coaching calls with me, and become part of my Binge Free Academy community for life. 
as a recovered binge eater, I get it. I know there's no quick fix or one-stop shop for binge eating. And so that's why I want to give you the ongoing support and care you need and deserve. And I'm so confident it will help you that I'm offering you a 30-day money-back guarantee. So no risk or reward. You can take control over your food and your life. And I think it's the best investment you'll ever make towards reclaiming your life, your health, and your happiness. To learn more about Binge Free Academy, you can click the link in the show notes or go to lindycohen.com slash binge-free-academy.